It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome. the Tavkolcast. Welcome, welcome, so, welcome. My name is uh, your father, George Weedman. <laughs> wow, wow. I hope I hope that uh, your father is also actually part of your name. Are <laughs> your father the, the, this, yeah. this awkward family get together? We also have your 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 creepy uncle Jimmy. Hi, and uh, no one knows how he got here, Matt. <laughs> just, just in the corner <laughs> just in a dark corner the guy that everybody assumes knows another person and so you're not questioning it right right just always in someone's shadow always yeah. looking over someone's shoulder yeah just Matthew Matthew Luigi visual <laughs> visual Ouija the death stare on my way out you know you know I'm really proud of myself for making that that Ouija joke in my until dawn video when the kids are playing with the Ouija board and I right. I, I had a little transparent <laughs> Luigi face sliding across the center of the board as they were sliding the the little bullshit handle. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was I was really proud of that one. It's called Ouija boards, and I was like, you know what's also called okay, what games have we been playing? <laughs> um I mean mostly Mario Maker, but I yeah. have to make a terrible confession. Oh, Mm. Oh. I'm playing League of Legends again. <gasps> no, Jimmy, have you? No, I mean that's help. not as bad as playing World of Warcraft or or Clicker Heroes. Clicker Heroes is definitely worse. I will give Clicker Heroes that. Um, Soraka, uh, not Soraka. Uh, Sriracha. Sriracha. Sakura Spirit. Clicker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna you click, take you been that. on those boobs. I'm gonna take that, Matt, and I'm gonna like just say something that I, I like, not willing to make a video about because I don't care that much. But it's just a point that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Oh no! For the people. For the people. Bet- between, be- like, Soccer Clicker is obviously a, a shit game. Like, it's a, it's a really bad game. Mm-hmm. But people say it's a bad game, and they on they like automatic go to like, uh-huh, it's just anime tits. It's a bad game. But no, that's not the reason it's a bad game. The reason it's a bad game is because even by clicker standards, it's completely empty. There's no content. There's nothing to do. There's no progression. I watched two separate people who were on my feed because I liked their videos. Jim Sterling and I, I don't remember who it was. Dodger, maybe? Jim Sterling and Dodger. I watched them both play Soccer Clicker. And I was like, wow, this game is fucking bare bones and empty. Like, it is like the first 30 seconds of Clicker Heroes. And then it never goes past that. Clicker Heroes actually has progression. Even if it is empty, it's like there whereas sakura clicker has like nothing to it and if the point is to click on boobs and like have boobs it's not even satisfying in that realm because that nothing happens the images don't change it's like the same 15 deviant art 
costumed anime girls and they just like appear and then go away. Very dissatisfying game for reasons that are more than just like, oh, it's boobs. It, it's funny because there's a this whole weeaboo thing. It's like, oh, you're a weeaboo because you like anime, and it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where even um, uh, visual novels get a bad rap. Right. Some of those visual novels are just visual novels, and they're yeah. actually pretty damn good. Right. But because it's like it has you know the art style of Japanese animation, mm-hmm. they get a bad rap, and it's yeah. it's quite sad. It's it's quite sad. Definitely. People, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to put that out there because I always see people like shit talking, like Sakura Clicker, but it is never for the actual reason that the game is bad. Yeah, because like, like it, like they're right, but for the wrong reasons, and I'm just like, no, it's bad because because it doesn't even give you the thing it's advertising itself as. Like, it doesn't even give you the boobs. It's nope. just like kind of the boobs, but not even really much of that. Shocking, controversial revelations here tonight on the TOVG cast. It just, it just bugs me. That's all. It just bugs me because, like, we're going deep. They didn't even bother to try and make a trashy game. Mm -hmm. They made like a halfway trashy game with no gameplay. To be fair, (laughs) I've never heard people defend it. And then again, I've also, I don't think I've ever heard people get this passionate about it at all. No, well, I follow I follow a lot of weebs. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I have a <laughs> no, I have a few friends it. who we are into Austin. <laughs> roasted. Oh. That's exactly what I was talking about. But um, we oh. uh, like I have a few friends who are into anime stuff, and I've quite a few friends who have played the game, and they all say it's bad, but they all say it's bad for the wrong reasons. And so that's all. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to say <laughs> that it's over. Yeah, it's good. But anyway, yeah, League of Legends. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. <laughs> How's the League of Legends? (laughs) It's actually, um, now that I have built up this sort of like numbness to MOBAs, where every time I refer to a MOBA, every time I'm in a conversation with them, I just kind of take on this this air of like, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games that gets you too invested and then you get angry and that's how the game goes. I've kind of trained myself to be like, yeah, I'm never going to get invested in a MOBA. And now that I'm playing, because I'm playing because my group of IRL friends who lives around me they don't play much else and so like if i'm on and like one of them is on like online we'll play like worms or terraria or something but if several people are on then it ends up turning into like all right we're like most of the group is on we're gonna go play league and then i'm like okay bye and so i was like you know what? i'll just like tough it out i'll play play some league with them it's not gonna be a big deal and it's not been a big deal i just like have not been invested we mostly play like ARAMs and then like we played a regular game the other night. And even though we lost, it was like, it wasn't too bad. As long as I don't care, as long as I don't play ranked or like get invested, then I like, I won't get super angry and I haven't been getting angry and it's been nice. Yeah. It's been pleasant. That's usually is, how uh, I do it. Play with a couple the, friends. The, yeah, the, the definitely. community still is, is infamously angry. Every community is like that. Mm. Every single damn community. Yes, in League, well, you're going to get a lot a of that. has a reputation. But a yeah. lot of them do, though. Like, it, in yeah. every community that you're in, you're going to have that. Like, even mm-hmm. in the small, tiny ones. All right? Like, for Wildstar, you have that reputation. For Guild Wars 2, you have that reputation. Those are MMOs. Yeah. For yeah. Dota, you have that reputation. Like, But, like, League is because it's the biggest game. Yeah. 
however, that's why there's like so many eyes on it. You know, it's like yeah, oh, it's, they we're not league players. All of those guys are just little fourteen year olds and blah 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing is, is like I always used to play with friends. I would like very rarely play alone. Um, but I would just get too invested in the games back then, and so like I'd get invested. And then me and my friends would just get mad at each other and play the blame game for the whole rest of the game when we were losing. And that's like, obviously, it's not fun. But um, yeah, I think we, I think most of my friends are a little less invested and I don't play ranked with them or anything. So like I can allow them to have their time to get like super serious, but just playing casually and it's not not bad. I like the new aesthetic. Like they revamped a lot of champion models and yeah. character art and uh, they've been changing a lot of characters, and they seem like pretty interesting changes. But I don't know. I hey. I have to admit, I got reinvested or not reinvested. I I like had some interest again because the worlds is going on right now, and I happened to catch a game one weekend, and I was like, wow, like League. I remember League. League's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it hasn't yeah. gone away. It's yeah. just uh, it's just there. It's- forever they're constantly growing half a million mm. people watching the worlds over and over yeah. again it's yeah. a lot of people yeah it is and it's and i still haven't played like any real moba how how have i even lasted i don't know i don't think it's i i don't think it's a huge thing to be like i, I mean i don't know i'm trying to think like i haven't played an fps since Modern Warfare 2 I think. Whew. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. That's that's it's been a while. Yeah. Um I was actually I was talking about talking with some friends about this earlier because uh the Star Wars Battlefront beta is live today. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So I have it downloaded already. I'm ready. I I think I'm probably going to get home and and load that up and okay. maybe play tomorrow or something, but If you do let me know and, yeah, yeah, I like, would like to play with some friends as opposed to just playing alone. But um, because I got, I'm, I'm curious. I got to code not, a couple days yeah. early. Oh, and really? I don't want to ruin your impressions. <laughs> but no, I I've already heard quite a bit from from some friends about how it's playing. So I kind of have an idea, like a ballpark. But like like it's not bad. It's just like one of the most simple basic models for combat. I think I've played in a long long time like like this is a game in 2015 where the guns have unlimited ammo and your first shot is laser accurate and yeah but i mean like it's star uh, wars so yeah i mean that's how the that's how battlefront has been Mm -hmm. and for uh, okay the whole conversation that i had with people today about this started with a bunch of friends in our discord chat saying yo uh battlefront yo i'm playing battlefront right now are you on the beta and they were just discussing it and i was like <laughs> am i a pleb for not being excited because i was excited when it was announced at e3 2014 when they're like battlefront and i was like oh, it's finally happening and then like over the past year i have lost all excitement and i've just grown to be like yeah battlefront whatever i'm just gonna pass it over like it's not i don't i don't care and then, so today we had a discussion, and some of them were defending it. Some of them were being like, "Yeah, it's it's just okay." And I've seen a couple of posts that are like really upset about it. So, like, I, I think it just. Oh, sorry. No, this is cool. I, I just I was watching someone play it. Um, um, yeah, as I was waiting to get into the beta, mm-hmm. and it 
just seems very dumbed down, like a dumbed down version of a shooter. Um, is that accurate? Uh, Weed Man? Yeah, I, like I got just, the code. Like, a what about the flying? Like, is ago. the flying hard? Oh, the flying, it, it kind of. I, it, you know, I, I can't say that it's bad because it's definitely not unpolished. Like, it looks great. It's animated absolutely beautifully. It's very well optimized, too. I was getting. There's no frame rate cap. So I was pulling like 120 frames per second for most Dang. of the battles, and 90 frames per second is what a chug in this game looks like. Wow. Um, and when you have that degree of precision over where you're aiming, you obviously feel very in control. The character himself feels fairly in control. Like I wasn't clipping through the ground or I was moving at a nice steady pace. It seemed like there was a very, very smooth sense of of movement and aiming going on. But your controls are, are that when you open up the options menu and look at your controls, like it really just sheds some light on how simple this game really is. And that's mm. why I feel like it's not necessarily unpolished, but it still kind of does feel rushed because there's a very, very small features list going on here. Not deep or complex, even though you can still get your shoot on and be satisfied by that. But there's uh, no prone button, not really much stancing going on besides holding crouch in and out. Um, vehicles work by picking them up. Uh, well, not you, you pick up floating, rotating power ups mm. that then activate a vehicle as an extra weapon slot. Like, like mm-hmm. you walk over a floating, rotating power up that will then splash a icon on your screen that says tie fighter power up. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom, you'll see press number four to activate tie fighter and your guy, will kind of do like a Call of Duty airstrike, like he'll hold his hand to his ear and kneel down, and then the camera will pan out and you'll control a TIE fighter flying around. And I Mm. think your guy on the ground just disappears because once you blow that TIE fighter up, you respawn at a new spawn point rather than where you left off. Interesting. By the way, which brings up another point. In Battlefield, you can choose your spawn point. There's a map of, of control points to fight over. In this one, you don't choose your spawn point. And in both of the modes they have in the beta are kind of um, spins on King of the Hill. Oh. They're, they're much smaller maps than Battlefield. The mode isn't necessarily like hold the point as it is hold the one rotating point. The, the Hoth map is a little more, is, is the most interesting of the two. And that's, uh, it, you, you capture hills as the rebels to activate Y-wing bombers that destroy AT-AT walkers. If you don't mm. destroy the AT-AT walkers within a set limit, which is partially controlled by how the players piloting them play, then the Empire wins. They move, they, they move on rails. You can hop into a turret, but not really control them. And that's just like mm-hmm. another thing where it, it's it's such a simple, bare bones game. And and I can remember the old Battlefronts being like that, but I almost want to say that it felt maybe because I was playing with them on a... Uh, no, I was playing the PC version of Battlefront 2 and the console version of Battlefront 1, but it still felt like there was a little more of a skill curve to the combat in that one. That's, like, that's interesting because... I don't okay, I don't know what modes are going to be the final and main modes of the game, but the fact that there's not a like capture several points 
and hold them and try and like advance and capture all the points or deplete your enemy's reserves like i guess attrition mode Mm -hmm. is what that would be considered like that's like default battlefront that's like the standard that would also actually solidify it as a battlefield clone like there's no equivalent battlefield mode in in this one right but like would it be a battlefield clone if battlefront did that first forever ago well, Battlefield 1942 did it first in 2002. I don't know. Like, I, again, when I'm re- trying to remember back on the Battlefront games, I definitely remember a map screen where you could choose a spawn point. Am I wrong? Uh, in, in the original Battlefront games? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's, that's like here. the staple. It's It's simpler than that. <laughs> Um, the original Battlefront was PS2, right? I think mm. it came out first on PS2 and later went on to everything else. When did you time. say Battlefield 1942 came out? 2002, I think. Oh, okay. I was just trying to make the comparisons. Battlefront came out in 2004. Yeah, um, no, Battlefront. But I mean, like, okay, what I'm saying is it wouldn't really solidify it as a Battlefield clone unless you're saying that, like, in turn, the entire series has been a Battlefront or a Battlefield clone. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm. That's not bad though. It's a great battlefield battlefield clone, and and yeah, I think it makes but, a lot of sense that they're actually getting the battlefield developers themselves on it this time. Yeah, I just that that really is disappointing though. I, I mean, that yeah. mode is like, I never played anything else in 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 Battlefront. I mean, was there even anything else? Like, I know there was like Galactic Conquest and modes that incorporated that into it, but I don't remember any specific like King of the Hill or anything. And if I there if it was there i didn't play it i think there was a very simple split screen death match but mm. no one would oh yeah I, i've played that. that a couple times yeah. i played that a couple times i had some friends when we we made like mini games out of it like sniper wars or whatever where you kind of just like agree to like an honor oh, system of rules which reminds me okay, okay sniper rifles are handled in another kind of weird way that feels like they're more of a quick throwaway bonus rather than a whole actual another weapon to master. Uh-huh. So you you add a sniper rifle to your loadout via a loadout screen. You can't get rid of your regular rifle and replace it because it's intended to be a kind of super shot that you shoot uh-huh. and then throw away and then wait for an 18 second cooldown timer where you can then take the sniper rifle out again and pop another shot off with it. What? So you can only shoot your sniper rifle once every 18 seconds? It feels like 18 seconds. It might be less. It might be 8 seconds. But there's a a, a hefty cooldown timer attached to your grenades and your sniper rifle. So Even though they both have unlimited ammo, but their drawback is that they have a cooldown timer. So it's, I, I guess, how I would, uh, how I would, like compare this to i guess this is something that i would say this is similar to it's kind of like the idea of um of like uh halo's scorpion tank or something where like you shoot and there's just like a a cooldown timer and that's like the only thing that's stopping you it's just like your it's your primary weapon but it's on a very long delay so you can't spam it but the thing is it's not your primary weapon it will always be in a secondary slot Okay, so what's your primary weapon? A laser-accurate, unlimited ammo blaster rifle. So is this the sniper class, or is this just no, a regular class? No, it's not class? a class. Every regular class has 
kind of sort of the same loadout. Like there's not a lot of options, I feel, because it's a beta, which is basically a demo. I mean, there are like so many messages saying pre-order the full game that it really is a demo. But the 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 sniper rifle can be applied to anyone playing. There isn't a class system. You pick secondary mm. bonuses out of a deck of cards. That's I what see. they call them, cards. You have a hand of three of them. So you'd pick like a sniper rifle, thermal detonator, which is your grenade, and then um, the ion shot, which turns your blaster rifle into a uh, ion ca- cannon. Like a, right, I, which I don't is know. like disable stuff, right? Yeah, they're for vehicles. They shoot EMPs. Uh, um. I mean, I guess there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that definitely does make this feel more like a modern FPS and less like a battlefront. Uh, I, like I said, I'll play it tonight or tomorrow or whatever. You'll hear my mm-hmm. my impressions sometime and, next and, week and on the cast. And when you do, let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to join a match with someone I know. Yeah, definitely. I'd, like, I'd be interested it's, in It's doing like that. super weird judging it as a modern shooter, too, because the gunplay is totally different because you have slow-moving projectiles. you got to lead your target. Right. Which is really hard to get used to. Mm. I played a lot of Star Wars games when I was a kid. It was the mid-2000s, and they were coming out by the boatload. Yeah, same. And um, I, I feel it, it's weird going back to those rules for how guns should work. The guns overheat, but otherwise mm-hmm. have unlimited ammo. You can... Um, you can tap a, a quote-unquote reload button to make the overheating animation finish faster, and that's mm-hmm. your mechanic in place of reloading. But mm. other than that, it's it's like a uh, contest to see who can spam in the general mm. direction of where they think an enemy will be 30 frames from now. Mm. Maybe not 30. Well, I guess if I'm playing at that high of a frame rate, sure. I'll say like... In, in 20 milliseconds from now because mm-hmm. that's that's about how far the distances are with your usual engagement maybe that was another thing maybe the older battlefront games had a uh, more claustrophobic maps than than hoth which is a, a wide open <laughs> snowfield it made there the was definitely work a bit better there's definitely quite a few bigger open maps but my favorite ones were always the not not so much the claustrophobic ones because i can remember not liking um there was it was uh bespin cloud city mm-hmm. i didn't like but however to contrast bespin platforms which is like probably one of the most popular maps from i believe that was battlefront one it's the one where there's just a bunch of like circular platforms in cloud city and they have like thin walkways that connect them and there's like vehicle paths in the very back and it's sort of uh, a central hub area in the middle that one I see. was it like wasn't super open because there's a lot of cover all over the platforms, um, but it was it wasn't also like confined to straight up hallways. You could shoot down and jump across platforms if you were being risky or whatever. And that's the kind of maps that I liked. And I I don't <laughs> like Hoth. I have never liked Hoth. I think Hoth is like the worst gimmick in every Star Wars game, and they always bring it back because it's there's, iconic from the movies. And a, I just don't like Tatooine it. There's a Tatooine map that they have in the beta where you play is you play one of the little co-op missions where it's you and a friend. It's, mm-hmm. it's PVE kind of you you and a friend fight off a very very small amount actually of easy AIs. The harder difficulties mm-hmm. are reserved for the full game. And it, it feels like that one might be more interesting to play in multiplayer because they're canyons, but they're fairly wide open canyons. So you still have a big, a big feeling, but you also have 
a certain degree of cover and strategic movement that I don't think is on the Hoth map. Yeah, Hoth is sort of notorious in Battlefront, at least to me. Uh, again, this is something I was talking about with people earlier because some of my friends were saying they really like the Hoth map, and I have always hated that map because I feel like if the Empire has good ATAT pilots, then the snow speeders can never take them down. And the snow speeders can never take them down, so the ATAT pilots blow up the generator, so they get a free base. Like that's kind of how it, was, how it always went. The new style may change that, but I still don't like the map layout itself being a big, wide open, flat yeah. white space. It's like, just it's, way too wide open. Like it really, really shows how weird the gunplay in this thing works. Yeah, and, 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 and I don't want to call know. it bad. Like like I said, it's 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 actually polished. Like it feels solid the rules there just like aren't enough rules to the game i can see that um like i said i'll, I'll try it out tonight matt have you actually tried it or no, have you just downloaded I, I'm it i'm gonna try it like immediately after this i'm oh, watching okay. some yeah. gameplay of it yeah we, yeah, we yeah. should play together yeah for sure or immediately after this i'm gonna jump on because i i, I you know i like the battlefield games maybe not mm-hmm. recently Maybe not recently. They haven't been touching my my fancy because I'm a big fan of Bad Company too. Probably one of my favorite FPSs uh, up there uh-huh. with Gears of War. Um, mm-hmm. Battlefield Three was going in a wrong direction, but I still liked it. And Battlefield Four was just kind of really just just not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hitting the sweet spot. Um, so hopefully this. I don't know. Like even if it's Battlefield with you know space sounds i right. you know I, I I might find some enjoyment out of this. Hopefully at least even though this is. I know. I mean, I, I, they say beta, but this beta is not really beta. The way it, the way it looks, it just looks so like clean. Um, mm. So they, they I don't know. It seems more like balance. Like it seems, seems like more like demo, the. Right? Uh, yeah. It, it seems more like the uh, <clears throat> what Splatoon did, like a couple weeks before launch. Oh yeah, test yeah. Fire. yeah. Yeah, the global test fire. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, they, they might have room, though. Like, the Hoth map is right now ridiculously Empire-sided, which sure yeah. is canon, but for video games, you generally want to have a nice balance between the two. And right now, it, it, it feels, like, technically solid. Like, it just runs and looks so goddamn well, mm. but there's still still room like for the them to thing. make some minor adjustments for, for team balance on, this, on maps, which I they actually... might also be aiming for. I'm see now here's the thing is it wasn't necessarily that the empire was so strong that I didn't like Hoth in previous games it's just that it was a very binary like are their ATAT pilots good then they're strong are they not then they're not and because I actually I, I'm quite intrigued by asymmetrical multiplayer because um, they actually had a, a lot of good maps in the original battlefronts that were asymmetrical like uh the one that i i will always go back to is uh both of the renvar maps i don't know if you remember those they're the other ice themed maps one of them also has an atat walker on it um but those had like like for example the the empire would start with an atat walker and the rebels instead of having a stupid flat open plane with a big ass generator just sticking out they had like a castle of sorts <laughs> where you can like you there was like turrets everywhere and you had a lot of like like pillars and stuff to hide behind and use rocket launchers to try and you know get the uh the ATAT walker or you had like a good vantage point to kind of sneak out and get the the like cinematic kill on the walker that where you like 
climb up into it and throw a grenade oh, or whatever. Oh, that reminds me. I don't think that's in this one. <sighs> I, mean, I, I had a snow hmm. speeder for a little while and I was looking really hard for the shoot the cable connector button. Oh, that, that's definitely in there. find it. It is? Yeah. Was I just that's, not good? They would never, like I said... That is the most overdone Star Wars gimmick in any game ever <laughs> created. It's in every game. There's not a Star Wars game that doesn't have a part where it's like, it's the Hoth thing now. Do oh, the circles. Okay, now I understand what you mean by that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Oh, I did like, it from the movies. Look, yeah, look, I'm that's, that guy. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I get it. It was in the movies. Let me do something else, please. But, oh, man. But the other, to, to be fair, that's what I was saying. The other Battlefronts, they did have like, if you were just... A dude on the ground like you could still combat the the walker pretty well like if you were um for example the engineer had the like the torch or whatever and that did like obscene amounts of damage to vehicles so you could just like go into a vehicle and torch it to death but um i don't think uh that's quite i'm looking at a video now i'm seeing a snow speeder use cables so i did miss the the vehicle it must be more contextual than i was thinking or i did miss mm. the button but the the ATATs like are the objectives of the whole 10 minute match whatever yeah. whatever damage you do to them has to be slowly chipped away over time they, they, they feel like less of a vehicle than a capture point themselves I don't know. Okay, I will reserve judgments on this new iteration of the map that I hate until <laughs> I play it. But it like my point being was that I don't dislike the idea of asymmetrical multiplayer like where one team starts out strong or something or like one team starts out with like a ridiculously powerful vehicle and the other team kind of has to scramble to defend against that. Like the idea of that I find cool. It's just that when it boils down to a more binary idea, like the original Hoth, where it's just like, if their pilot is good, then we're fucked. But if they're not, then maybe we have like a, a cool match going on. Then that's what I don't like. So, so, so you need complexity. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I knew you were gonna say that. So, I'll play the game fucking tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. Okay. It'll. it'll <laughs> it's. It's not super duper awful. It's just you'll be like cool, and then ten minutes later you'll be like. Have I really done everything already? Sounds like what you're saying is it's underwhelming. Yeah. But it looks so good. <laughs> okay, you, so you, you it's, be... it's it's whelming. Yes, it is whelming. You will be you will be overwhelmed by the the display of modern technology. You will be underwhelmed by how little thinking they did to turn that into a cool video game. I will be nice and whelmed. whelmed. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, Matt, what have you been playing? Oh, um, well, I've been playing a little bit of uh, uh, Transformers Devastation. Really? Uh, nice. Platinum game. Yeah. Yeah. You still haven't heard played good things. the classics, though, have you? Yeah. 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 I should grab that from you, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. I really and, like their uh, first album, you know, better than their new stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you listened to Bayonetta? You're not and, wrong, though. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kidding. Anyways, um, how's, how's, uh, how's Transformers Devos? It's another game made by Activision and Platinum. Uh, the little <laughs> duo going on. Uh, the same people who made uh, Legend of Korra. And uh, Legend of Korra is, uh, you know, 
it wasn't a really good game. Legend of Korra, why it was a bad game, I'll give you a list of repeating bosses. <laughs> um, no growing in mechanics. It's just the same thing over and over again. All you did was get a, a, a couple more elements. And the only thing that was really, really good about it was the last boss. It was incredibly hard, and it was extremely satisfying. And I was like, if this is what Platinum is, for real, and they put like all their time in the last boss, then I want to play more Platinum games, but I never got a chance. But I did get Transformers Devastation, and Transformers Devastation, I played it through in hard uh, for and went through a few bosses. And now I understand why a lot of people like it. Because it, it's, it, first of all, of course, the combos make you feel awesome. Mm-hmm. But combos with dodging... Um, attacks from enemies, um, and when you're on hard, like one hit gets you half health. Half health. Mm. Right, you die from three hits from little mobs. Like it's ridiculous. Um, you'll die, but then you start getting used to it. So I've I went up against this boss called the Devastator, which is one of the first bosses, and it's hard because the telegraphs. Some of the telegraphs are not on the floor, and he's just like holding back his leg to swing and hit you and stuff like that. So you just kind of have to learn when to dodge properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dodge button is right near, is, is the same button as the vehicle button. So it could kind of get a little bit weird if you're already in vehicle mode. It's mm-hmm. a little wonky, but you can get used to it. But the satisfaction when I finally beat that boss was ridiculous. And when I put the game back on normal just to see... Like the game was baby mode in comparison. Don't you You love that though? You're like, wow, I got really good at video games. (laughs) Yeah. You get so good at the game that normal mode might as well be easy. Dang. That's that's how ridiculous they teach you. It's great if you play normal mode and think it's hard and then play hard mode and just gradually slowly get used to hard mode, then go back to normal and you're like, wow, how did I ever think this was hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I first played it in normal just to test out the game before I did something on it. And and I was like, you know what? I'm doing hard mode. And I end up liking the game for it a lot better. I was like, wow. Okay, I it, understand it why they put like this here. It sounds like it's hitting all the right notes. However, the one review I've seen so far it was really weird. It was a Polygon review. They gave it a 6.5, but sounded strangely complimentary for a 6.5. They said things about... um. Uh, repeating boss battles, I think, and also oh, how no. anytime you're not beating up robots and any other contextual actions just don't hit the same mark. But from what you're like, you're describing me, to me basically how how great it felt to go through the harder modes on uh, on Metal Gear Rising, like the process mm. of learning and and satisfying, gratifying. So many active verbs that uh that that go into a really active energetic rewarding hard game wow. so 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 i'm wondering wondering oh. what you're gonna think of it by the end yeah so maybe because i'm pretty sure i'm gonna fight devastator again and megatron again because those are the two first boss fights i fought and i fought those guys on hard and i if i could totally see those guys repeating now in Korra, it was kind of the same thing but except Korra's combat system wasn't as great Okay, it mm. definitely wasn't polished. And this one, it feels a little, it feels a lot better, a lot mm-hmm. better, a drastic difference. And I now I can I, just, I can see kind of like the formula for platinum. Mm. 
You know, they mm-hmm. have their their witch time in every game and blah blah blah. They love dodge mechanics. Like yeah. both both Metal Gear Rising and the Bayonetta games, like your primary mode of, of action. You you want to be pressing the dodge and parry buttons more than the attack buttons. The, the, if anything, if I finish it and it's not as good, I'm probably gonna go back and just play through a lot of the old stuff. Like uh, you mentioned Vanquish the other day when you're getting a mm-hmm. PS3, uh, you know, Bayonetta and then Wonderful 101, which I still have not played. And I want to play that um, because I yeah, didn't really like Wii the demo use. and I want to give it a chance. Yeah. I can just give you my Bayonetta discs and you can go through those. Yeah. After Fallout, I might, I might actually do that instead the, of the uh, console won't red ring in the middle of the intro. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh gosh. Good times. Good times. But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Um, uh, I'm a little it's, jelly. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, actually a little jelly for that because um, I I I love platinum. I wouldn't mind giving a new platinum game a spin, especially if you say it has a good combat system. And they're they're so good at combat systems. Yeah. Oh, also it's Generation One Transformers with uh some of the original cast. Uh, including Peter. <laughs> I was wondering about that. How the hell did they manage the original cast? I don't. I don't know. It's some of them. Uh, I, maybe most of they, them. They, they yeah. couldn't have gotten Orson Welles in there. Um. Uh, oh, I don't know. Because because he 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 dead. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe they got Orson Welles in a Transformers movie back in the day. But anyways, wow. I'm looking at some gameplay now and it looks pretty solid. Yeah. Like like yeah. turning into a car as your dash. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It just is like turned ridiculous. into a car and like rammed into the other robot mid combo and then turned back. Yeah. It's that ridiculous. Like there's some there's some some crazy meta in there somewhere where mm-hmm. crazy stuff would happen. You will turn into a vehicle, um, gain speed, get out of the vehicle, do a super dash attack, do a combo, <laughs> then do two um, vehicle attacks, then out of that go into another rush attack immediately oh and God. continue the combo. And He's, you're like, mind blown. And then you I, hit you hit that <laughs> boss with that last vehicle attack and you just feel it in your gut, okay? You're, you're, you're describing this while I'm watching footage of, of our main character here juggling one of the bad guys in the air for like a solid 30 seconds, turning yeah. into a car and back over and over and over again to keep the juggle going. It, this looks pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not it's not for everyone obviously, you know. It, that's probably why the Polygon guy was just like, eh, not for me maybe." Yeah. But he so. still said he really loved the the nostalgia factor. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess that type and, of gameplay is not for him. And the combat system. I'm just I'm just wondering what what you're going to find out later on that might have justified that score. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Yeah. Anyways, we are going to uh, head out for a quick break. Get some mm-hmm. get some messages. Some some, some drinks and bathrooms in. Yeah. Gonna gonna make some dinner reservations and um at go the have bush a, have a have yes, a meeting. The bush just opened up uh, a mm-hmm. couple blocks from here. I've heard good things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's uh let's 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 take a quick break and head to the the, the bush the, the bush. <laughs> Nintendo. It's for breakfast now. Nintendo. It's a cereal. 
Hey guys, guess what works when confronting a problem you don't like? Complain about it on the internet. Uh, roll a natural 20. Um, no, I I feel oh. like you should rescind your natural 20 in the face of my negative feedback. Um, I'm speaking of how Square Enix has rescinded the horrible Deus Ex Mankind Divided Augment Your Pre-Order Scheme. Yay. <laughs> complaining Yay. on the internet worked and there was much rejoicing yeah, 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 the, yeah. the game can release without a shitty pre-order scheme now I guess I'm sure it will release with some kind of a shitty pre-order scheme but maybe not one as as shitty I, yeah. I, I, I would assume um, just a, a stealthier one to match the uh, <laughs> to match the theme of the game yeah this is a, a stealthy one with, with maybe a little fun ridiculous bit of um contrived controversy surrounding it you know i was getting a lot of of fan disappointment from from people and private messages on on twitter and on steam who who just felt so bummed after metal mm-hmm. gear solid 5 with how the story turns out even though it's a fantastic game mm-hmm. and genuine genuine people who like think video games are over now because of it and i'm like no like if you want a cool spy game with a fun story deus ex a new one comes out in like five months i mean like like just a spoiler alert i've never played a metal gear game so if a metal gear game if metal gear ends like that doesn't affect my gaming universe literally in any way shape or form yeah see some people (laughs) can still play video games uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one because because it'll it'll scratch that itch of fun spy games with fun stories that that I don't know if they come out enough. Um, hmm. but yeah, they they have rescinded the augment your pre order. The game will in fact not launch four days early now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll just come out Oops. on the regular date now. Whoa! They they said we've spent a lot of time reading through all your comments, working to understand how we can try to make things right for you. After much thought and reflection, we decided to close down the program and make all incentive content available to anyone who pre-orders Deus Ex: Mankind Divided or purchases a day one edition of the game. So I guess that means you still get a shitload of of pre-order bonuses for buying it before it's a responsible adult thing to do. Right. Uh, I wonder how many people wouldn't have bought it if they just didn't do anything. Probably. Like if they just like kept their yeah, augment bullshit. I, I feel like there's this there's this like it's like a thin line where people would buy it anyway type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. The keyword on thin. Cuz yeah. cuz it's a very 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 vocal minority of people yeah. who actually get up in arms about pre-order bonuses even though a lot of people buy pre-order bonuses even though I mean, it's not economically rational mm-hmm. here's the thing those people like the troves of people that are buying pre-orders i feel are the same people who are not in online communities otherwise they probably wouldn't don't, be pre-ordering 
Right. You don't see a lot of people online defending pre-orders for the most part, and that's because the people who would defend it are probably not online, and they probably also don't care enough to defend it. Yeah. So... It's just, like, amazing that pre-ordering video games has penetrated that far into the mainstream, because what other media release depends as much on pre-order sales as video games do. Yeah, and not not really anything. You don't really pre-order... Well, I mean, you can pre-order books, but it's not seen as the de facto way to be a good book consumer. Right. You can't buy movie tickets ahead of time. It would be nice if you could, but I don't Um, really think movie theaters, like, do it months ahead of time like games do. Not... mm, Depends on the release. I I would say... For the most part, not months, but like, for example, uh, Star Wars 7, probably going to be uh, pre-sale tickets at least a month in advance for that, because there's going to be people well, lining up at least Star a month Wars. in advance for that. Like, like, That's what I'm saying. Like, there, there is still uh, stuff like, you know, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, Star Wars, any of the big, like, fandom stuff is definitely going to have pre-sale, but... Obviously not to the same extent that gaming does, because it's literally like every fucking AAA game will be on pre-order, like, the day it's announced, but... Yeah, whereas, like, one movie a year might get significant pre-sales. Right. Almost every game every year is is pushing the pre-sales so hard for... Mm -hmm. For everyone, you walk into a GameSpot and that's GameStop, and that's part of the script. I'm wondering if that's really what did it—is just making it part of the script at GameStop. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Sonic. I, I don't. Oh. I don't have. Sorry, I was just gonna say I don't have much to say on this. It's like because I, I wasn't gonna we did pre-order it. it anyway. Yeah. Right. Like I. I have no interest. Yeah, I'm never the one to get up in arms about stuff like this, so it's weird. You know, I was just like, oh. Like yeah, it's that's fun evil, to get up but... in arms about. Yeah, because because it, it you you save money either way. <laughs> like I wasn't <laughs> gonna pre-order it, so I can just I feel like I'm allowed to complain in that case. Yeah, were you, I can, com- I can were you point gonna pre-order it anyway? No, I I think yeah, exactly. The last time I like seriously pre-ordered anything. Oh, I remember what it was now. It was because of that stupid joke I made about the dog in Call of Duty Ghosts. Mm. <laughs> where i said if they include an actual playable dog mode i will pre-order this game and buy it day one and god damn it they went and did it yeah <laughs> and i had to hold myself to my stupid word and then you reviewed it and then i reviewed it yeah that dark hole yeah. that we all walk on well, that was that was back in the early days when it was a babby channel <laughs> babby bunny hop you've accepted it then I have, I have, because prior to that, the last time was when I was, well, not really a baby, but I was a kid. I was in the early years of college. I pre-ordered GTA 4 and Bioshock, and that's what actually turned me off of pre-ordering things forever. (laughs) Because, I mean, both games were fine, but they just weren't worth the emotional drama of the hype and the pre-order. Yeah, I I used to pre-order things uh, pretty regularly. I mean, I got a uh, uh, maximum Uber Dragonborn special edition of Skyrim. Oh, nice! When that came out, yeah, the day of it was Skyrim, so the, it's okay. Yeah, I got. Well, I also did that with Diablo three. My oh no, probably one of my largest gaming regrets. However, uh, well, you know, no, fuck it. Yeah, large, large gaming regret because fuck Diablo three. 
Fuck Diablo 3. The USB drive that's supposed to be like the black soul stone in the skulls <laughs> that they included doesn't even fucking work. Never fucking worked. I plugged it Good in job. and immediately just, just like didn't. It's just a brick. It's just a brick attached to another brick. <laughs> Fuck. And then oh. fucking. Fuck that game. All right, it comes with a collector's Sonic edition brick. Yes, Sonic Lost World <laughs> is getting ported to PC, and I know Jimmy loves it when I include these two-year-old console games that get ported to PC. Yeah, like Korok. And, and uh, uh, Dragon's Dogma. And, um, but this time it's Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you got? Yeah. No. I mean, okay. No the only thing was when, when Dragon's, when it was Dragon's Dogma, I remember when that came out on consoles and nobody gave a shit. And then suddenly it's getting ported to PC and everyone's like, <gasps> and I'm like, it's, uh, why are we giving a shit now? Because I finally and, get to play Dragon's and Sonic Lost World. <laughs> Great Sonic Lost Worlds. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, Actually, I'm kind of curious. Isn't Lost Worlds the one that had a bunch of like weird crossover shit in it? Ooh, I don't know. Is I almost positive Crossovers Lost Worlds. What? Like Nintendo. There's like a Zelda world in Lost World. Hang oh, on. Oh yeah, I think that was Sonic DLC. Lost World Zelda. I, I don't think you're wrong. No, I am completely correct. Zelda Zone. The Legend free of DLC. Zelda Zone. Fucking good name. Uh, <laughs> oh, look! Look at it. he has a little link tunic on. Yeah, it's cute. And, and when he jumps, he turns into his regular Sonic ball, even though he's covered in green armor. No. And you no. could find heart pieces at a chest, and he does the raise it above his head. That's. I mean, that's like cute. Like a for effort. It's pretty cute. <laughs> but is this? He, he has rubies is and just, rings. What consoles was Sonic, was Sonic Lost World on before? I think the it port? was just Wii U. So what's happening with this Nintendo stuff? I Is it just not would not be I surprised mean, if that didn't make it over. Like they're already yeah. saying it's free DLC, so that differentiates it from uh, okay. the uh, the main package to some easy drawable line. I thought it was uh, included in the game to begin with. Okay, if it's DLC, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not going to be in there. Or maybe they just like lock out the levels, or, or maybe include them, but only accessible via modding or hacking. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is a hilarious story because everyone loves to hate on Sonic, but everyone loves to love on unlikely PC ports. So, so you yeah, got Sonic. the best of one world and the worst of the <laughs> <Sorry>. other world <laughs> coming, coming later. Later this year, what 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 date are they looking at? November second. It's fairly soon. Okay. Also, this um <laughs> folds into a video idea I had where I was worried that I might have to order Sonic Lost World for some old console I don't have, like the Wii U. Like the Wii U. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I just should say that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't really look or feel like it. It's a. Uh, Wii console. I'm really looking forward to playing Fatal Frame later this month on the Wii U. Because, because it's Sonic the Hedgehog. It is, it is, it's true. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I plan on doing some kind of, of a cringy, awful Sonic video soon. Get your butts ready. Oh, Man, yeah. my butt my is butt so is ready. ready to cringe at Sonic. Mm -hmm. Just get it to go fast. No. Whoa. Yep. So we were, talking, we were talking earlier about GameStop. <laughs> And how you go there and you hear a script about pre-ordering games, and, right. and how that that has uh, solidified pre-orders. Yeah, copy that. <laughs> I was waiting copy for him to that. stop talking so I could say it. Damn. 
Um, <clears throat> there's a very, very interesting retailer exclusivity degree going on between GameStop and Valve, who should be mm. mortal enemies of one another, permanently at each other's throat. Mm. But GameStop is going to be the exclusive brick and mortar retailer for Steam machines, which is like another incredibly bizarre and kind of weird and probably not going to work bullet point on on the journey of of steam machines, which are incredibly bizarre and probably not going to work. Jimmy, I think you were right. These these things, steam machines not being cool, man. I was right. No, um, you was. I don't right. know. I just, I, I just, it's a weird thing to me. Maybe, maybe it's just, maybe okay. Maybe at least a tiny, tiny part of it is because of the fact that there, there is a Daft Punk song called "Steam Machine," so it just sounds silly to say that in in reference to anything that's not like a a music. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. These like GameStop only retail of a. PC like a largely PC marketed thing. I, I don't know. I don't like it. Who? I don't respect it. I for one welcome my GameStop overlords. I don't copy Cause, that. Cause, <laughs> who who's gonna walk into GameStop and then the average GameStop consumer is gonna walk in and be like Call of Duty Xbox One. <laughs> And and they're gonna Can look I have over a, the Wii Two, please. They're gonna look over behind the counter and see. These these steam machines, which like a a good affordable one that that is in a price point that can compete with consoles really isn't there or, mm-hmm. or that could compete with a PC you can build yourself like they're all these really, really expensive prefabricated prebuilt PCs that only run a version of Linux that, that supports about a thousand games on the steam library, many of which are not the the hot new headline grabbing headliners yeah. like who is going to walk into GameStop and pick that up along with Call of Duty Xbox I f- One I think <laughs> that's going to be a hard sell I, I feel because like most people like to hold things in their hand and that's the whole point they're going to the damn store is to get yeah. that physical oh yeah this game it's a, it's an event you're you're going to the store to get something it's like you know yeah, christmas like, like you're like the people who enjoy that and going to GameStop to buy their stuff they're already doing that most people who don't want to go to the game store they just download it straight to their hard drive some of these new consoles have huge hard drives now and you can upgrade yeah. them so i don't know how they're going to sell steam machines not to say it will do badly but i mean it's going to be a change i would think uh for GameStop in the good or just you know nothing nothing i still don't think steam machines is a bad idea i think exclusively selling them at gamestop is gonna be a really bad idea because yeah i I don't think they're gonna push these things out of the shelves in gamestop i i to me steam machines are bottled water it's like (laughs) wow common common sense could get you a bottle of water like from not buying bottled water like you could just get a bottle and fill it up with some fucking water or like boil the water and then pour it into a pot refrigerate it pour it into the bottle your water's just as clean just as filtered but you didn't have to pay for all the bottles what about spring and that's, and that's, steam, that's the thing that's like, what steam machines are they're just the bottled water of like gaming pcs because because you could buy you could just go your own build your own fucking pc and it's not hard and it's not expensive it's not expensive you guys 
for a gaming PC that just runs like the most, like pretty much most games decently, not expensive. Nope. But it's nope, like nope, like nope. just just enough labor, I guess, to push the point of production past the point where it's not reasonable to buy a pre-built exactly. PC because no pre-built once you know and once you've built a PC like there's seriously no temptation to pay like a three or four hundred dollar premium to get the same thing pre-built because that's really how much the premium is like yeah there yeah. is something going on in the process that makes PCs incredibly more expensive to to buy them built convenience. and i know like i was about to say yeah Wild convenience water. but it's it's just like wow is it really that much 300 400 worth of convenience in in on the assembly line of people slapping these things together versus you slapping it together yourself i no. I, I've built so, a few budget PCs for friends and a good five, six hundred dollars. You can get something pretty decent, even even smaller than that. And even yeah, my, you can yeah. even Craigslist some of these parts, you know, yeah. my my PC that has a, a decent uh, 650 Ti NVIDIA graphics card in it, which runs pretty much like most games at Ultra, unless you start getting into like the like you know crisis kind of range of yeah. games like uh, that was 800 bucks see how it does battlefront because battlefront like seriously looks as good it's one of the best looking games i think i've seen so far yet it runs ridiculously well i'll definitely i'll definitely keep an eye on it and see how it runs tonight i don't know if it's just because i've been dealing with the frame rate cap but it looks like it's running smoother than metal gear actually Speaking of Battlefront, I forgot that there was a news thing. I, t- I tweeted this out the other day, but I just thought it was really stupid, and it just kind of shows where we are in in games. Uh, trending the other night was Battlefront, and the headline that was trending was from an IGN article that said, Star Wars Battlefront will not have microtransactions. Oh, yeah, I and I was like, you, oh my god. I, I saw you just shitting all over how great this news was. Because <laughs> fuck the fact that that's news. That is yeah. like an I'm spending 60 headline. bucks for a game. Yeah, if I'm spending $60 for a game, it should be like, not. it, it shouldn't even be a thought. Microtransactions shouldn't even be like a tangential thought yeah. to that game. Uh, so fuck that. But now I'm remembering you said speaking of things. Metal Gear because Metal Gear does have oh No, God. I said speaking of Battlefront. Oh. But Metal Gear was just conveniently lodged it in there with their because microtransactions. It does. It does. Oh. You got to pay for the tuxedo. You got to pay for the tuxedo. Well, that's like well, uh, it's so weird. There are actual like microtransactions you can pay for in-game resources and it's disgusting. Yep. There's I saw that there's one for $40 by default. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck that. So, Oof. yeah, I, I could imagine Steam Machines being at a PC store, like like Micro Center and, and Marietta outside of Atlanta. You ever you ever been there, Matt? Whoa, um, uh, that's that's where I live, my friend. That's where I live. Micro Center's my life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. where I build all my PCs, basically. Yeah. I, I occasionally go there when I don't want to wait for a shipment off the internet. And I could imagine a steam machine being there and, and catering to that crowd. I could not imagine a steam machine catering to the granted much larger crowd at GameSpot. It's just stop. God, it's just uh, it, it, such a different market. 
Yeah, Micro Center is one of those rare things, though. Like, they're. I don't, I don't it's a know. It's specialized how store many... that carries specialty items. Like yeah. Machines. Definitely. <laughs> de- definitely specialty because PC stores are not a thing anymore. You know, it's not. It, they sell other stuff. You know, that's the only way they can keep afloat. Like, back in the days, we had CompuUSA. You know, we had all these stores. And uh, nowadays, it's like everyone just builds them online. Um, so I, 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 it's, it's weird to think of a of pre-made built console not being sold in stores and having actually more sold online, but man, I, maybe steam, steam cells are going to be, uh, the steam pre-build is going to be online only. Um, I mean, most of the cells are going to be online and I don't know, uh, I don't know. Uh, micro center is just such a small little like Of, of store. all the brick and mortar choices, they didn't go... With like fries? Best Buy or Fries or Target, Best Buy would have made sense. Best Buy would work. Yeah, they they went with GameStop. Who who hates PC gaming? Like you you will go to GameSpot, stop and buy <laughs> the Steam machine and no games for it unless you want the Blizzard Diablo triple pack for your my favorite one thousand oh, dollar living that's, room that's, computer. That's Diablo one and two, right? I don't know if they still sell those or not, but I remember they when when you go to brick and mortar and try to buy PC games, those things were everywhere for like 15 years, which would have been you now, kn- wouldn't it? You know what? I'm going to try and get that fucking Diablo 3 flash drive to work because they owe me a copy of Diablo 1 <laughs> if that doesn't work, man. Uh, years I'm, I'm later. I'm glad that, that I can I- <laughs> inspire you to... to- um, get to things rise done. Up. Yeah, get revenge. Um, we've been on that for a while, though. Next topic, we yeah. have a speaking of pre-built computers that do manage a price point that mainstream consumers like. Those are called consoles. Oh, the PS4 is going to be dropping by fifty dollars this holiday season. So, so everyone putting it at what three hundred and fifty. That's still. No, that's it's, the same as the Xbox now. They're trying to be competitive. Oh yeah, the that's Xbox still three hundred and fifty bucks that over. Yeah, the, the PS three hundred, and I'll start considering buying a PS four. That sounds about right to me. Like based like, on what I've been doing with mine, that would not this, happen. I would three fifty is the lowest they're gonna go. I guarantee it. It's not There's gonna no be the lowest they're gonna, gonna go forever. To a Wii U. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I mean, a year Wii from now, like, I could see it. See, but here's the thing. I guess, uh, I guess in the end, if you buy the console and all of the unique, exclusive, and worthwhile <laughs> games on it, you're probably going to be spending the same money between the Wii U and the PS4 because you know the PS4 is going to be that 350, and then 250, and then 60 bucks for for Bloodborne. I spent 250. I spent about 400 dollars <laughs> on my Wii U, and I spent a lot more than that. Within the first weeks of my PS4. <laughs> and how many of those games do you regret buying? Well, to be fair, I didn't buy any game other than Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously trying to think well. about it. Bloodborne. I redboxed Until Dawn. That was another great exclusive. And I also have some uh, some things on the PSN store, but they're all little pixelated indie games that are on every other platform. Yeah, but yeah, I can't really think of of any other reason to get the Bloodborne machine unless you really don't like PC gaming, because because all the good PC games are there too. 
but yeah, it's pretty. Uh, like I said, I think I've said this in previous casts. Bloodborne and Journey. That's the only oh, thing yeah, Journey. that I care about on on PlayStation. <laughs> I played that Literally on a friend's account thing. though, because yeah, I don't that's, need to that's, buy it. Yeah, I'll, we all probably also <laughs> talked about this. I can just go to a friend's house and play Journey for two hours. Can't do that with Bloodborne, but yeah, that just means I'm not going to buy a long-lasting console for game, one game. Like Far Cry games are. Segway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, we were talking about this briefly before the podcast. Jimmy said you haven't been keeping on on top of Far Cry Primal. Yeah. Matt, have you have you did you watch the little teaser trailer? I usually don't watch teaser trailers, but this one was just like such a stupid idea. I had to, and I was not disappointed. I'll, I'll have it running in the yeah, background while you so guys talk. I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay, this is a a Far Cry game that takes place during the Ice Age. It showed a very very short teaser trailer of 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 early. I I don't even know if I want to call it early because when you look at the numbers, the Ice Age lasted lasted much much longer than any other period of human history. People mm. have been living comfortably hunting mammoths in the Ice Age than they have been farming crops and living in cities and doing paperwork. But anyways, the the trailer is is narrated entirely in gibberish. <laughs> and and you see mm. some some people in in little amounts of clothing running around the woods hunting mammoths and and there's there's snow and rocks and mountains and mm. I mean like this looks I I I it's such a, a dumb idea. It's great. It's a great idea. Wait a minute. It's Assassin's. I mean, Assassin's Creed. A Far Cry. All with this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it take. It's a Far Cry without <laughs> it, guns. Thousands of years just, before just any say, history ever happened in history. As one, as one Twitter user very aptly put it to George, it's like Skyrim without guns. But it's, it's so weird because when you're going back this far, it's like Skyrim with with nothing. Like like yeah. what is Skyrim without have metal? Time. What what is Skyrim without paper or or houses or or buildings or, or currency? What is currency? What are you going to use as currency in this game? Human blood. Um, mammoth horns, <laughs> probably. Yeah, it's just poaching simulator 2015. Maybe you'll you'll trade. Peter's going to be and, pissed. And, you know what? The more I think about it, the more it does sound like a traditional Far Cry game. I mean, you're running around the woods hunting things with with bows and crafting new <laughs> items love, from their stuff, right? I love. Uh, one of the top comments on this trailer where is machine guns where is bomb where is explosion <laughs> that's why i'm so excited about this and also think this looks I, you know what occasionally i love stupid ideas <laughs> and this has to be like one of the most lovable stupid ideas because it's such it's such a novel concept that just like should not work within the realms of a traditional dumb triple A first person shooter video game. Cause what are you even gonna shoot? It, dude, do you think do you think that this is on the heels of Horizon? Maybe. Do you think that they were like, wow shit, that game about like dinosaurs and like the girl from Braid is making <laughs> is making everybody really excited. 
our game with the guns and the the really bad bad guy is n- not making people excited. Let's do the their thing. Let's do that thing. So they so they didn't have enough time to make the guns. They just like put up like just like this <laughs> this this world without guns, without it's, explosions, because that'll take too much work. And without voice actors, process. so they just go inside of the mic. Right? Is that so what? So what you're saying is their their development process is a perfect metaphor and parallel of the time and age that they're trying to emulate within their game. They're just <laughs> hammering on the computers, going unga bunga. <laughs> they're like they're like in the uh, the the like ice age. Of the development process of Far Cry, and so they just decided to theme it like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also, bet it was like, just a, a weird pitch that just like, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> but between <laughs> between all the the cookie cutter Ubisoft sandbox franchises, like the Far Cry games have been pretty reliable. Like, like, mm. sure, you can say that Far Cry Four is like a copy pasted mission pack sequel, and you're not wrong. But I had a lot of fun smashing an elephant into trucks and watching the bad guys go ah, as they ran away. And the yeah, it was it was still great fun. Mm-hmm. I got to say props for trying something new. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to bash it because this, this this like this is something different. I mean, they could. Uh, yeah, at least I, I feel interested. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like. As as yeah. far as stupid non numerical spinoff sequels go, like Far Cry is one of the best. It has Blood Dragon, which yeah. like the only problem with Blood Dragon is that like it it says it's so self aware, but it's still doing the shitty things that it's trying to be self aware of. You know, you're not wrong, but <laughs> I still had my fun with it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's completely like, fair. Like, like I was between all the the cookie cutter AAA overmarketed franchises, Far Cry is probably the one that I think I enjoy the most on a genuine, like shameless level. Like I don't even have to call it a guilty pleasure because it's it's like going to the movies to see a dumb action movie. Why why should you feel guilty about that when it's good in the first place? Yeah, I mean that's all pretty much all I go to the movies for anymore. The last movie I think I really enjoyed in a theater was Dread 3D, which was a dumb action movie, but it was so well made well, you Mad can't Max. really knock it. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, gonna Mad say, Max. Are you implying, that's right. Why I was gonna say, are you fucking <laughs> implying that you didn't see Mad Max in theaters? You I was swine. at the edge of yeah. my seat for all of Mad Max. And yeah, good. It was great. Good. It was great. Yeah, you know, I don't really want to say that like Far Cry is the Mad Max of video games. It's not definitely but, not. But maybe closer to like the RoboCop. Dread 3D it's, of, of video games. It's more like the the like angry Arnold of video games or the pissed Pete Arnold of video games. Pissed Pete is that Angry Joe's new persona? No, that's that's like the lesser Mad Max. <laughs> pissed Pete. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's a it's a. Oh man, you need to see the tweet thread that me and my friend, me and Ooh. me and Dev and and Todd and I think Naveed joined in. Uh, Nick Bolton also we somebody called Mad Max like mad guy angry street or something and so we went on for maybe like an hour of just like like displeased David and just like all these all these like really extrapolated they have to have the same the same letter yeah yeah it was yeah anyway derailing that muffled Skyrim without guns conversation (laughs) <laughs> okay 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 no. um so yeah speaking going on for an hour we've been going on for about an hour we have one last topic it's a big one though that is the voice actors uh sag astra union which which includes a lot of video game voice actors 
has voted to authorize going on strike, which does not mean that they are going on strike right now so much as Mm -hmm. they've voted to authorize. It it basically means they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead if negotiations go further downhill. Right. So, yeah, that that's like one step more towards um, 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 happening if it does happen. I've looked a little bit more into the details. I actually have numbers for this uh, for this bonus they're negotiating. Are you guys ready? Yes. Are, are you ready to hear the unreasonable, ridiculous amount of of the game's production budget they want? Sure. Thirty three hundred dollars. <laughs> Oh, they they want a thirty three hundred dollar bonus if a game sells more than two million units. And actually, they <laughs> want a thirty three hundred dollar bonus for every two million units the game sales with an eight million unit cap. So they can't Which get not, four not times many games that. Yeah. And, and not many of games sell two million in the first place. Right. And also thirty three hundred dollars. Like I was expecting way more than that. If this is really yeah. a con- like that's not. That's that's like a that's like a month of rent and groceries. It's not I, a lot of money. What's the point? Maybe then? in what's California. The but, yeah. Definitely in California. Oh, which is where <laughs> they would be, actually, isn't it? Most of them live yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know a lot of voice actors that don't live here, but I'm just saying this is one of the media capitals of the U.S. So, so the the royalty that they want to negotiate for is thirty three hundred dollars for every two million units sold within eight million units sold cap. And and yeah, like that. What? Yeah. What's you, the point, you, though? It's so it's so small. Well, if, if they for? have to neg- if they have to negotiate for that, and they're not getting that by default, Ooh, you're right. Like, Maybe they're not, that's why like, they they're just like. Can you imagine how much they're not I'd getting rather paid voice act yeah. for cartoons instead of video games? Because that'll get yeah. at least three thirty three hundred dollars for a million unit pushing blockbuster triple a equivalent of cartoons yeah that's that's kind of is that all that they're no there's there's some other things but that's the one with the most solid number they they also want stunt pay for vocally stressful recording sessions and also a two-hour limit for vocally stressful recording sessions Mm. and and they don't give a negotiate for for that for the tobg podcast do you want to try? <laughs> Just like roll up to it's... Gerard and be like, "Hey, we put our lives on the line. We <laughs> we can damage our voices, and then what are you going to do then?" We need to. The problem is, we need to start recording this while skydiving. Because if that were the case, we could also negotiate for a stunt coordinator to be on hand. Mm-hmm. Now, this one sounds a lot much like the thirty three hundred dollar bonus. This one sounds a lot right. easier to sympathize with. They want a stunt coordinator. To, to be mandatory on set if they do business with the union for dangerous mocap sessions. And and they okay. actually cite a story of a mocap actor being injured on the job after after the developers needed him to be pulled around the set with a wire. Wow. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Let's back the fuck up to the point where we were talking about voice actors who are striking. Yeah, well, Who the fuck is making voice actors do mocap work? Yeah, it's, some it's, of them can do both. It's SAG after. It includes, it's just actors. But mm-hmm. but the, the, right. the, the bulk of them 
And and the bulk of what you see and experience when you play the game is the voice acting side of the industry. But this is also included in, in the negotiation oh. terms, our our stunt but coordinators that's... for, for okay. mocap actors as well, which okay. I bet sometimes bleeds into into the voice actors as well. Like a lot of times the I facial models and the not. voice actors are the same. I guess, I guess. I just find that really ridiculous. It's like, like I, unless the person's trained, I feel like that's making someone do a, like... You, you're cooking now, but I, <laughs> I, I bust tables. What are you fucking talking? I don't know how to cook. Like, it seems like that kind of situation. Not to say that, that they're, you know, relate those jobs in importance, but uh, also just what the fuck? Why is there not a like safety guy on fucking hand? If you're pulling someone around with a goddamn wire. Yeah. Uh, this is like another thing that's easy to sympathize with. This is, is they want stunt workers. They also want more transparency when signing on to contracts. They want to know how many sessions they're expecting to book, what rating the game's planning to get. They want to know if it can have potentially offensive content and mm. will the sessions be vocally stressful? Will they be screaming for up to two hours right. at a time into a microphone, thus right. potentially getting laryngitis and then ruining their ability to work for the weeks following that session? Yeah. Which sounds pretty okay Completely to me. fair. Yeah. 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 Um, there are also a lot of, a lot of negative rumors about this thing relating to a union only, uh, provision that the, that the developers who agree to this would have to work with the unions or just not work at all. And the thing is, that's, that's kind of sort of true. Um, mm. going, they, they explain in their FAQs, they don't have this in their, um, in, in their publicized version of, of their list of negotiating demands. They, they, this is one, mm -hmm. one aspect of it. They do kind of want to lowball. And that is that if a developer does go non-union, they would be missing out to all the professional Hollywood people in the union. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they can't go for cheaper. And like, there are a lot of people on the internet willing and eager to voice act for cheap, oh, yeah. which oh, yeah. I actually That's... wouldn't mind hearing in bigger games. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I yeah that industry that like I, I hear it's one of the most cutthroat of of creative industries where you need to like rise up the ranks. Yeah, you can see it every time you see an interview and stuff. You can really like when they talk about it, it's really like wow. Well, there are like, so yeah, few of them make it, and yeah. and mm -hmm. this is also why I was I think I mentioned earlier that, that we'd get to talk about clicks here is that um, there's so many games that just rely almost exclusively for, like, Nolan North and Tara Strong yeah, for, for male and female vocals for almost any other character. And, mm -hmm. and would this shake up that lack of diversity, both in the industry and in the games we're getting? Would we be able to hear more voices, more creative use of voices, and would also up-and-coming younger voice actors have more of a chance in the industry if if they push harder for it to be unionized like this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Because, uh, honestly, I could see it going either way, and it would ultimately depend on how much money the developers want to spend like do they want to be safe do they want to be sure to get a good hollywood quality performance or do they want to lowball it and and take a risk and and the triple a uh -huh. industry is so risk averse that i feel like encouraging them to take risks is almost a good thing yeah might be i don't know i mean i see where you're coming from i, I guess because because a lot of I, the companies that they're talking to that they would be um um 
wanting to be pushing the union on are the AAA companies like like Warner Brothers, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Rockstar, like the, a lot of a lot of what we're hearing, like this does not apply to most smaller games, which are most games, because they're not mm-hmm. the ones that do business with union actors. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I the more I read into this, like even reading the opposition and the other side of the argument, the more I'm like this strike doesn't really sound like a bad thing if it works that is. Yeah. I mean there's yeah, always the chance that developers are just like, "Okay, fine, we're going to hire um um nyaners from the internet to do our female vocals instead of Tara Strong." In which case that would be awesome. <laughs> well, it may be awesome. May also be the worst thing, but you know. I I, w- I would love to hear some shitty voice acting because it's always the same. Yeah. Like yeah. like oh god I I I you know want to shake things up a bit. Maybe I just maybe I just want to see things get destroyed a little bit. I mean I guess in that sense I, I don't want to make us run too long. I know we all have things to do after this, and this is the last topic. However, in that sense, what was your opinion on Peter Dinklage and Destiny? Yeah, like they didn't like him, so they replaced him with Nolan North retroactively. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, like, creative risk wise, are you agree with, with bringing Dinklage on board, even though he's not ne- necessarily a voice actor? He's just an actor. But he also would definitely be one of the union people, one of, one of the bigger fish in the sea. So mm-hmm. if they went away from the union to save money they would be picking someone no one knows which definitely wouldn't be peter dinklage right but what i'm saying is creatively taking a risk on somebody who's not a voice actor or who is not experienced at voice acting but i i I don't know how much of a creative risk someone like peter dinklage is you know what I mean. I don't, because it's I, like... After Soma and I saw those, like, some of those voice actors that are, they barely have done anything, do a really good job. And there's a lot of people out there that know how to voice act. It's not only these big behemoths <laughs> out there, okay? Like, it's... I say, obviously, there's going to be some quality control of what voice actor they pick. They're not going to pick some hobo off the street and say, oh, can you voice act? And there's, you know, make animal noises in, in the microphone. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some type of screening process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. What, it's what inconvenient if- <laughs> for them and not just picking some, you know, like, oh, let's, let's get Troy Baker. You know what I'm saying? You know, It, it would tickle it. me pink to, like, load up some f- dumb Far Cry shooter and hear the animals <laughs> just being, like, human impressions of animals because they, they couldn't pay for the expensive, royalty-riddled library of animal sound effects. Oh, like, my uh, gosh. One, one of my favorite indie games from last year was Door Kickers, a little, like, stealth puzzler. And one of the, the soldier classes was voiced by a guy who just straight up did a solid snake impersonation. Mm-hmm. And it, it tickles me pink. I was having a blast with that stuff. And I'm just like wondering how glorious it would be to load up Far Cry and just hear one of the characters do a completely shameless solid snake voice for the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Nolan North. Right. Because because if, if it was a Nolan North voice, it would just I mean, it, it wouldn't sound bad. But also well, just probably I mean, wouldn't sound necessarily remarkable. Well, Peter Dinklage bought was i don't know 
It's he sounded better than Nolan Bot, to be honest. Um, really, you like Dingle Bot better? And I'm not talking about delivery. I'm talking about just personality and and stuff. It's just it was just a. Just, he just sounds like a little geeky, whiny bot. That yeah, sure, the delivery is better, and it's probably better to have that in a game. But it's just it becomes background. He becomes background noise. After a mm. while, it's just not. I played through the whole game with him again, and it's it's just not. It just it's it just seems so regular and boring, and that's why I kind of agree. I I would rather some other voice actor. Like what 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 if what if um what if uh, Super Giant Games never hired that random voice actor to play the 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 narrator? What if they hired yeah. Nolan North or whatever oh, the big yeah. behemoths are? Like who? Like I, we would never get that narrator, which he's Darren awesome. Corb. Yeah. So like, let's see now. He's the guy who did the music. I didn't know he did the voice as well. I don't. Did he do the music? He was like the roommate of one of the guys, and he's yeah, like, he came oh. out of nowhere. Yeah, and, yeah. and knocked it out. Um, no, Darren Corb did the soundtrack. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. think of the narrator because uh, super random guy. Bastion narrator voice. Logan Cunningham. Yeah, never. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so Logan Cunningham. How how much of a chance does he have? Any unionized industry where 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 they demand royalties versus, I guess, being on his own. I I, I guess it ultimately depends on how much the union is charging for for membership. Yeah, I don't know, man. Later, man. Later, man. Later, man. Oh, my voice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going out. It's, it's oh, starting to go. Drunk. We didn't negotiate our stunt pay. We got we to gotta save our voices while they last. Ah, Alex. <laughs> we're we're going to... Pay raise. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to go drink warm water now and, oh. and not speak to our friends or families for the next couple days so so our voices will be fresh for next time. Yes. Right. So 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 goodbye. Goodbye, friends. We're, we're, Thanks we're for listening. Averting occupational rate us five stars hazard. on iTunes. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Rate, rate us on Tell SoundCloud your as well. About us. We're not on SoundCloud. <laughs> Wait, should we be? Okay, the bush. Wait, now I'm doing it. <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.